Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. Rich, uh, with me as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick. Hey everybody, how are you? Now all this... Fresh from surgery, Patrick. That's what I was just about to ask. So let everybody know why we're going to be a little late on this episode. Uh, yeah, I was in the hospital uh, last Friday and uh, had emergency surgery on my umbilical hernia, which uh, twisted the day before and left me um, hovering near the edge of this mortal veil. Oh, good God. Drama Not good. Bell. <laughs> you need a drama I mean, on that one. It was, it was, it wouldn't have killed me right away, but uh, yeah, it would have killed. Could have killed you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it definitely would have killed me for sure. Uh, yeah. Not woulda, not that, not coulda, woulda. It would oh, have had Lord. I not. Yeah. So that was fine. Um, but uh, thanks to my doctor, uh, uh, the wonderful Doctor Fisher, uh, she is a wizard and uh, took care of that. Too sweet. There you yeah. go. They Very strapped nice. me into the. They strapped me down to the table. You know. Um, yeah. They, they, yeah. They, yeah. Like, like the Lord and Savior. They strapped you down, right? So they can hook all the jigaws and whatnot into you. Yeah. And uh, they're like, "All right, just breathe through this uh, mask." And I'm like, "All right, cool." And they put it on, and my last thought was, "Oh man, my one nostril's kind of congested. I wonder if that's <laughs> going to be a problem." Nope. My next, my next <laughs> conscious thought was. Well, I'm in a different room, so I guess I ain't dead. That's cool. <laughs> I made it. Okay. The hard part's over. Yeah. Now the rehab, basically. Yeah, I said to my wife, this is the only woman who's seen more of me than you. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, she's seen my actual intestines. She's like, yeah. And yet, she's like, you know what? She could keep that record. That's good stuff. Good times. <laughs> Fair but enough. Yeah. yeah, that's good. She's like that's a, it's an asterisk in the Hall of Fame book, but it, you know it's there. Keep that. That, she can have that, not a problem. I'm willing to give that up, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's funny to think about somebody's actually seen your your actual uh, hunk of your small intestines. That's yeah. To think about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't have to take anything out uh, as far as intestines go. Uh, sorry, well, this good. is kind of gross, you guys. But no, you yeah. got to get there. You got to get there. Stuff where it was supposed to be and stitch me up and uh and then i go uh back on wednesday for my uh for my post-surgical checkup right just to make sure that you will live longer than two minutes a week yeah that's yeah. well i could beat the two minutes that's good so <laughs> yeah i beat two minutes all systems are functional apparently so far so you know good. Good. that's that's a plus you know, we can, we can, uh, we can make our numbers. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and then I spent four days in Bayshore, uh, medical center, which was great. And oh, every day sure. there was super awesome. Good, uh, good. I'm not even being sarcastic. That was awesome. Like, uh, couldn't have asked for better. Couldn't have asked yeah. for a better staff. Couldn't have asked for good. better care. Absolutely. Good. 110%. So yeah, we've also had a snow incident since we've uh, heard from you guys. You've heard from us last. Yes. Um, yeah, which is terrible. But uh, and I can't go out and shovel. No, no, no. I would but think I not. Five dollar for every person who was like, "Don't go shovel." I could have paid <laughs> someone very handsomely to shovel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Did Elena have to shovel? Did your wife have to shovel? Well, um, our neighbor shoveled. Oh, that it was, was really nice. nice. That was nice. And our other neighbor cleaned the cars off and stuff, um, which is That's awesome. Nice. Got it, got it um, we still have a lot of ice. That's the only problem. It's annoying, but. Yeah, but there's nothing you can do about that. Salt it up. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You know, that's basically it. I got to order some shoe spikes. You know, the yeah. stretch you use that you put, your, put right your, over the bottom of the shoes. Yeah, your walking feet. You know, those things you put on your walking feet. As opposed to your skating feet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you go to the beaches and your sand feet. So what, what we're here for today, guys, is the penultimate episode of Ultraman Z, The Game to Extinction, episode yes. 24. Air date was 12-12-2020. That's a nice little sequence of numbers there. Yes, um, yes. Uh, Kiyotaka Taguchi is our director. Screenplay, Kota Fukuhara. 
and it is the 24th and penultimate episode again of Ultraman Z. Now, I didn't even see that it said penultimate in here before I dropped that nice big 50 cent vocabulary. <laughs> Look at you reading it like it's no problem. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I would have stumbled on it 15 times. Pick your penultimate. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Juggler has finally revealed his true form to Haruki. Meanwhile, Celebro puts his final plan into motion with their respective objectives out in the open. The situation takes a turn for the worse. Big shock. Of course. Uh, as the shadow of despair creeps closer, the final enemy appears as a nightmare given shape. That is a fantastic little breakdown. Yeah, nice little TV guide. I like it. Yeah, I watched this in the hospital. Um, oh, really? I, okay. Saturday night, I was looking for something to do. Uh, yeah, of course. Because, guys, I don't know if you're aware of this, and this could be breaking news. But cable TV is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. nothing on that I want to watch. If it wasn't uh, for the fact that the wife needs to watch certain things, I would probably get rid of cable myself. But she wants, you know, the kids have to watch their shows and she has to watch her shows. So, yeah, right, the kids, I, I get. Like, but there's, surely there's got to be whatever that she's watching has to be available on some service or something or other that won't cost you whatever the break. CNN isn't. CNN oh no! Okay, she CNN watches a lot of CNN. CNN, I'll get. Well, that's you know for her part-time news anchor position. I understand oh, that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I was like, all right, and I didn't have any way I could. I didn't have my laptop, ah. so that was you know I didn't even ask Melina to bring that. I wasn't thinking like, oh yeah, bring my laptop. I wasn't sure how, uh, like how much in bed I was going to be as opposed to in a chair. I was going right, to be right. When most of the time I was in a chair, mainly because oh, okay. the beds hurt my back. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, not great. Um, it's not your normal bed. I get it. Not only is it not my normal bed, but like you got that shirt on that gown, by the way, whoever came up with the idea of calling that a gown should be slapped. Because <laughs> you're being a little generous. My grandmother used to call it the farting jacket. Yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, so I had sweatpants on. I had my sweatpants and my underpants and and that going on for me. And uh, uh, this is a trundling up and down the hallway with my IV. Mm, mm. So I got to walk. So they're like, you're walking again? I'm like, what did you tell me? I have to walk. So I'm walking. I'm a walking fool. I was allowed, because yeah. we were in a sequestered ward, so I was allowed to walk from one end to the other, back and forth as much as Oh, there you Woo. go. Nice. Wee. That was my entertainment, aside from Comedy Central's, uh, you know, horrific, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, editing of uh, what normally would be decent films. But, uh, gotcha. gotcha. And Step gotcha. Brothers. I, I'm going to take heat for that one. Um, That's fine. You get to watch whatever you want while you're in a hospital. I no, no, that. I didn't like that. I think I, I don't understand the appeal of that movie. Everyone who calls it a modern day classic is out of their mind, as far as I'm yes, I did. But, I watched it once, and that was enough for me. Yeah, that was plenty. Yeah, yeah. it was plenty. Um, so anyhow, immediately after the conclusion of Ultra Zero's first battle, Ultraman Zet has seemingly rescued Yoko, um, but before his very eyes, she disappears and is replaced by Juggler's Juggler, who had disguised himself disguise himself as a pilot. No, he rescues Yoko. Who wrote right. this? I don't drinking. Know. Anyway, uh, he says to Haruki, you shouldn't rely on your eyes. I've always told you that. And he climbs into Ultroid Zero. Five Kings suddenly ambushes the area. Uh, so he's like, all right, this is not going to be easy now that Five King has showed up. Juggler, of course, transforms into Zapardon. Right. Um, and uh, Juggler addresses Five Kings controller Director Kuriyama. <laughs> Come on, just General call him Rectangular Orville. General. Come on. <laughs> I was like, now we know why he's been in the opening credits since day one. Exactly. You exactly. Know? He turns out to be the final big bad. Yeah. I was like, eh, that's what we're talking about. And says that he knows the human is now being controlled by Celebro. Uh, enraged, the alien parasite claims he's finally learned Juggler's plan to steal the final weapon the humans had built for him. Uh, Zet manages to retrieve Yoko from Ultroid Zero's cockpit, sets her down before re-entering the fight. Uh, he knocks down Five King, then Haruki asks Juggler what his true intentions are. 
Juggler replies by recounting a time when he cut down the great tree to stop a war, only for his efforts to be spurned. Uh, this is what he intends to steal Ultroid Zero to show those who think their justice is absolute the error of their ways. Of course. Yeah. So the battle between Five King and Zapardon continues, and boy, howdy. It is a... Oh, good lord. This is a crazy battle. Yeah. Yeah, it's they're, they're pulling out any and all stops that may be absolutely, uh, absolutely, or previously thought of uh, in this entire show. Um, uh, so Zet tries his best to defeat Five King, but his energy was already so low. Like, and did you notice like his his color timer was blinking so fast? Yes, yes. Yeah. It wasn't just an old being. This is going to be a problem, guys. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, believing at it, um, so he gets knocked to the ground and reverts back to Haruki just before his time runs out. Believing that he has a chance to steal Ultroid Zero for himself, Juggler has Zapandon prepare to grab the downed machine. But Celebro uh, retaliates by using Five King to begin to absorb Haruki's unconscious body into the monster. Right. And he gives uh, Juggles an ultimatum. Either he surrenders the machine or he'll kill the alien's human friend. After some hesitation, Juggler's like, oh, right. Fine, I don't like and it. And he elects to stop Five King instead. And the two monsters fire their beams at each other simultaneously, knocking the duo out and reverting them back to their human form. Yes. As yes. Juggler lies injured on the ground, uh, Rectangular General takes Haruki's belly metal uh, before leaving the scene, but not before Haruki notices his eye glowing red, exposing the truth to the alien controlling. Right. What I love about that is he doesn't he doesn't like take everything. Like no, he just takes the belly metal because that's yeah. supposed to be the strongest one. No, but I mean, like, hey, while I'm getting what I came for, I might as well like flatten all four of your tires. Yeah, 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 fair. Take all the medals. I got you. Yeah, I might as well just. I'll take this. I'm gonna take the little thing that people can't see. I'm gonna take this. Yeah, you know, yeah, like I could see that. Yeah, I could like, see that. It's like I know you have the pursuit vehicle, but why am I gonna make it easier for you to have the pursuit vehicle? I That's got you. Fine. I got you. Haruki awakes at a nearby hospital and finds that um, Yuka and um, what's Baco. his face? Baco. Thank Baco. you. Uh, we're watching over him and immediately asks the status of Yoko. And she's like, no, she's, she's checked out. Um, she's already ready for the next mission with Ultroid Zero. And according to uh, Kojiro, the GAF has managed to figure out how to reduce the recoil from the D4 ray. To make, it even, to make it even, and I'm using air quotes here, safer. Safer, of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're going to they're gonna use it again. So Yuka's like, man, this is this is too much technology. And yes. it might actually have the capacity to destroy Earth itself. And that might be the reason why so many monsters appear to attack Zero. Um because they're they're acting on the will of the planet. But right, because the planet to, seems yeah. to be a very giant monster which is trying to stop the D4 ray from being used at yeah. all because it yeah. knows it will be destroyed by it. Yeah, okay, but it's like sure. uh, yeah, listen. This is going to be bad. So, could we have some of these giant monsters happen to live on me um, as part of my natural ecosystem to uh, to put a kibosh on it, if possible? Could we do that? Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, of course, Rectangular General does not listen uh, to of Yuka. course not. And uh, Haruki comes to the uh, realization that something's really wrong, and uh, he, he's like, "Oh, where's Yoko?" And she's going to be at Storage HQ with the Rectangular General. He panics and says I, I, he's possessed by Celebro. Um, and Paco's like, all right, let's go for a drive. And yeah. uh, they uh, they go into the cool car, um, the Steg, as it's called. Is that what it was? I, I love yeah. that little car. I mean, I know I it's really a Toyota. It is a it's really a pretty car. Not that my kid would be able to sit in the back seat of the thing, but it's so pretty. Well, it's the, it's the you call it the Rooney Racer. It's just for you for going. That's, <laughs> that's so about take, all it can be. Yeah, you take the whole front seat out and you sit in the back. Yeah, pretty much. Get, 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 yeah, <laughs> nice. But it would look really great. It would look fantastic. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, apparently the the stag is a um, is I think what, what was it here? I saw I was reading something about it. Patrol car for storage. Uh, it's based. Its base model is the Toyota concept car, the LQ. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's not actually, it's not even a real, like... Car itself. Go get them at the store. Uh, it was one of the... The Toyota concept car LQ was among those sold by Takara Tomy in real life as model toy cars. Two days after the premiere of Ultraman Z, uh, Takara promoted said toy in its Twitter page, jokingly referring it to as a useful vehicle in ground missions and handling monster attacks. <laughs> That's great. That's pretty great. Sure, sure. Yeah, right. All right, let's roll it. Come on. Where the what happened? What happened? Uh, oh no, there it is. Oh, I heaven forbid I decided to uh try to find another spot on the website and it just spot somewhere else that you don't want it to. Yeah. So I'm so far away from where and I'm just looking for um I'm looking for the stag link that I clicked. There we go. Back in storage HQ, Kuriyama replaced footage of Hebakura transforming into Juggler and instructs Mayuki to be suspicious of anyone from the old storage team as they're probably all aliens as well. Right. And use weapons against them as soon as you see them because they That's are right. probably aliens. Yep. Oh, yeah. He then goes to the hangar where uh, Yoko is observing the inactive Ultroid Zero. While at first, Celebro keeps up his facade, he drops it entirely and gives away his motivation for his final plan. She's like, right. holy crow. And of course, Celebro comes out of him and enters her, selecting uh, that human as his fourth host. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, um, yeah, that's fourth, yes. That we and know of. That we know that we know. But I mean, yeah. when she does get the Celebro in her, oh, oh she's my that is great. She just chews scenery as if there's nothing else to do with it. Oh, it's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she is like, oh, I get to play somebody uh, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Here we go. Watch, watch <laughs> this. Um, so she uh, she gets into Celebro and literally, or uh, she gets into Ultra Zero and literally climbs in one of the best sequences. Oh, that climbs was out of the launch entry and crashes through the roof. That I was, was like, great. why? Give yeah. me more of that all the time. Yeah. Unbelievable. Are we keeping you awake? <laughs> a little. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been I've been a little tired this week. Um, well, it's understandable. You were in the hospital, so you're allowed to yeah, be tired. Con yeah, considering <laughs> I had my gut cut open. Um, my and a team of CAF employees are caught by surprise by uh, uh, by the tremor, of course. Now that they see that Ultra Zero is fully activated, it gets its way out, and uh, Celebro initiates the final stage of his civilization self-destruction game. Uh, meanwhile, Haruki uh, gets a call from Yuka, who informs him of everything that's happened because she's plot exposition. That's great. Um, of course, Yuka's unresponsive, and um, he uh, he gets out of uh, he gets out of Baco's car. And this whole time, I'm like, is Baco like is Baco the MacGuffin? Like, we kind of expect him to do something, but he's not. Yeah, because he you could see. He sort of knows that Haruki is that, but he's playing it as if, oh, you got to do what you got to do. Okay, I'll go over there and not watch yeah. you do what you got to do. No, he full on knows. He full on knows. And I think Haruki knows that he knows at this point. I think it's one but of But they still movies, played but. it as if he maybe knows, but is just playing, I'm not going to completely well, know because then I, I have, have to do something. And Baco's like, yeah, yeah, go do it. It's fine. Exactly. And I like that exactly. you saw as he runs activates the henshin device and just disappears into the thing. Right. That I did like that in the just instantly into headspace, which is great. Yeah. And they transform so cool. without having to show all the steps, which is even that, better. There wasn't enough time to show steps today, which this I was like. not a show, This was not a show your work problem. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Fair. Yeah. This was like, just the answer is fine. I don't care how you get there. Exactly. Uh, Ultra zero then proceeds to travel across the earth. Dispatching five more monsters and absorbing their energy and DNA. Dankan, Astron, Birdon, Satan Beetle, uh, and Majaba 
and before returning to Japan to attack the surviving mother, Red King. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh yes, man. Yes, yes. The dispatching yes. of that Red King was distressing. Oh, it was painful to watch because you yeah. actually felt bad for the monster. And Red King's usually a jerk, so you don't mind Red King getting getting beat up. But this but time, you're time you like, did Aww. because they're like they showed the Aww. fact that it's just a mother trying to protect yeah. her child, and you're like, no, that's I don't want to like Red King. I want Red King to be a bad guy, but yeah. I do like, like him this time. And yet, and yet, you know, so it's, um, of course he becomes he gets Thanos, and um, uh, so Zet shows up. And um, he grabs the uh, hold of the egg to protect it. And Yoko, uh, Celebro, uh, through Yoko, Celebro gloats that Zet has been a fine pawn in his scheme and that humanity has given him such a wonderful weapon uh, before activating all of the kaiju metals he had in hand. Right. Uh, in an instant, uh, Ultroid Zero's body begins to transform and parts of the monsters start uh, emerging where metal had once been. Uh, he says his new creation is the king of death and destruction, Destrudos, the annihilation armor monster. Yes, that is some kind of suit. Oh my god, that's some yeah, right? kind of suit. Yeah, and we'll we'll be right back in a few, uh, right after this break with the continuation of this and some more of the song. And we are back with more Science Patrol and our continuing coverage of episode 24 of Ultraman Z. Um, so uh, we, we get to the point where there's Destrudos, the Annihilation Armor Monster, uh, who is re- just preposterous. Oh, it's um, a crazy, crazy suit. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, the Red King coming out of the neck. Uh-huh. Every monster yeah. you could think of coming out of a different part of it. Yeah, it like Rosie awesome. Greer and the thing with two heads. <laughs> How's that for deep? There's ball? a callback. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Zet fights hard to block Destrudos' attacks and protect the egg. Yuka analyzed this new monster and um, despaired she can't even find the location of this cockpit anymore to find um, Yoko. Uh, Zet had just enough time to put the egg into the gap between the rocks before uh, facing Destrudos directly, but it quickly became clear how outmatched he was. Uh, with Destrudos easily manhandling Zet, the Ultra switches to beta smash form, um, right. but even his strong punches and kicks simply rebound off the surface, and the beast delivers a wicked clothesline that floors him. Switching into again to Gun Future. Is very nice oh, yeah, that's great. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, Anytime Zet's thrown around in this stuff. Yeah, mountains, <laughs> buildings, you name it. It's great. Oh, they blow up so much stuff in this. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, come on. Uh, let's see here. So he switches to Gamma Future. Uh, Zed attempts to have his Gamma Future, Gamma Illusion make its mark on the monster to no success. And even a Zestium drive um, backfired when uh, Distrudo simply blocks the attack and sends it back at him. Right. Uh, Right. He is then badly injured. Zet's color timer begins to blink, allowing Destrudos to get in close to lift the Ultra off the ground, and Celebro begins to revel in what was taking uh, what was taking place. For now, everything was going according to plan. The possessed Yoko pulled the trigger for Ultra Zero's D4 ray, now purposed into the even stronger Destrudo D4 ray. Of course. And with Zet unable to escape Destrudos' vice-like grip, he looks on and Haruki looks on in horror. But Zet manages to muster the energy to break free, instantly preparing for a full power Zestian beam in an attempt to seal the D4 Ray's beam. Um, though it locks briefly, it was in vain because he's outranked by the power of the D4, and his attempts at defending were futile, and the beam impacts his body, defeating him instantly. Critically injured, yes. Zet vanishes in a burst of light. So, in a red void, Haruki lays unconscious. Uh, but his other subconscious, I guess, uh, remains active, having been awoken by Zet in his original form. His timer still blinking red. And he's like, listen, uh, very much like uh, last year's Ultraman Naos, uh, you can't, we, we're far too damaged for you to become Ultraman again. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and uh, 
Haruki cries out and he's like, no. And he wakes in a storeroom somewhere in a storage HQ full of emblems and banners from storage's tenure at the facility. Um, and then he sees oh, all yeah, of the so other he, people. He sees all the old guys dressed up in their storage outfits. And they all say that we're about to get the base back. End of episode. Right. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do some counterattacks and whatnot, but uh, it hasn't has one you know elements of the organization are being eliminated one after the other and he's like what are we going to do next and have a chorus is it obvious he gives him his uniform back um which is pretty great holy moly Come this on. is a nutso episode and i can't wait to see the final episode to see how he beats the shudos knowing that at right? least two of his forms can't really you know beta smash didn't do anything you got to figure alpha edge didn't do anything and gamma future didn't do anything alpha edge <laughs> it's still funny <laughs> still 25 episodes in guys it's still funny <laughs> <laughs> um so a little trivia for this episode while ranting about uh rectangular general being ignorant of her warnings yuka states that the monsters act under the will of the earth to destroy ultroid zero uh which is considered an abomination her theory of Earth as a living being and how life on Earth interact with their surroundings is based on uh, the Gaia hypothesis by James Lovelock, in which Earth and its organisms can be seen as a single collective organism. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Now, the scene where Zet parts ways with Haruki is a throwback to Ultraman's conversation with Zafi in the final episode of Ultraman. It's shot the same direction, it uses the same color. Um, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I'll I mean, post. If it was, I'm gonna post a picture. Okay. If it was Ultraman Zafi, I would never have seen it. But if it was the You've original seen Ultraman Zafi, in the original Ultraman, that's the, that's the superior officer who comes for him. Who yeah, defeats, I just uh, don't remember it. It's been a couple of years now. Let's remember. <laughs> you got to remember. You grew up watching it a hundred times. Yeah. I didn't. I've seen it once. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay. So that's it for that at the moment. Um, let's get into, uh, let's do the episode. What is it? Three, uh, four of the absolute conspiracy, absolute conspiracy episode four. Yes. All right. Let's see here. And just get uh, the over here bell getting ready mm -hmm. because they bounce back and forth on this thing. A lot. Let's see here. Where is chapter two? Are you giving me chapter two? Oh, come on guys. Give me some chapter two here. <laughs> Because we may not be able to do it without chapter two. Because I watched it and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" But uh, like, it basically we open and we see uh, original form Belial and uh, Ultraman Ken, uh, right. um, aka the father of Ultra, um, fighting uh, some of Alien Emperor's goons. Yeah, basically his goons, and we've yeah, seen Mag these Man goons somebody before. else. Yeah, it's an alien magma, and I can't remember. That's fine. That's fine. It was, but, uh, I don't think it was really important. But then yeah, we see the not. Emperor of Darkness, who slashes all sorts of ultras in the Land of Light. Now we get Ultraman Can and Ultraman Belial, who both fight this Emperor, but they are both too weak. And right. then Ultra Girl Maria, why she's Ultra Girl, I don't know. But okay, uh, she comes. She was. She saw the battle, came with the with a sword, which was the ultimate blade. Right, and then we get to see a sword fight between Ken and the Emperor. Both get injured, but the Emperor dissolves and just kind of disappears. Right. Then Ultra Girl Maria talks to Belial and says, "You know, if you." could just calm down you can rule you do have power yeah but then ultraman ken comes back says he is now the commander of the forces and is going to become the father of ultra and yeah of course Belial is real takes upset. it great takes it great just like, <laughs> hey, congratulations buddy yeah you're doing a great job not no, at all no, i have no. more power i should be stronger blahzy blahzy blah yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, it was. Uh, let's see here. I finally found it. Um, by the way, speaking of swords, right? Yes. Uh, and I, I neglected to mention this while we were talking about it during the Zet episode. 
how great was it when he transformed into whatever form he was in and then suddenly uh suddenly the uh, belly rock appears in his hand and he's like all right let's cut these guys come on yeah <laughs> he's just like all right let's come on come on, come on let's get to it i was I like i want to get this come on let's have fun i'm like that's <laughs> awesome like it just seemed like he showed up like oh hey we're gonna we fighting cool 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 yeah yeah let me get to, let me get to cutting some monster action this is great exactly. i i that i had a little bit of a painful laugh at that point um yeah for you laughing right now i would guess would be painful <laughs> yeah no i'm good now but like uh, the day after little a little tight a little tight okay yeah so um yes uh maria had given ken the ultimate blade like you said that's her fa family heirloom right so yeah right. um i think so it's now, funny that somehow he becomes father of ultra when obviously the ultras have existed for however long they've existed at this point right i i don't know how they're gonna retcon that but you know what i'm just i don't think they fly. have to it's fine I, mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's i think father of ultra is a um is a uh an honorific okay sure you know sure. why not you know you know, George now, Washington, the father of our country, but not genetically is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> like, okay, there you go. That'll yeah. work. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah. You, you know, we're not all related to George Washington. So. Well, actually, none of us are. He never had his own kids. When he no. married Martha. No, when he oh, married there you Martha, go. Okay. those were her kids. He oh. just adopted them. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Well coming from a history background let's just say that uh he and lafayette were sharing ah, yes okay deeper but nice. they were sharing a tent oh man that's got to piss people <laughs> off that's great um that's fantastic no i, watched, I didn't uh, say anything more than that <laughs> i watched uh i watched a history channel thing about stolen artifacts okay and it was actually a pretty decent history channel show I mean, okay. it doesn't harken back to when it used to be the all Hitler all the time channel. Um, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, but it was about like stuff that's like Teddy Roosevelt's revolver that got stolen and uh, George Washington's teeth. One of the set of his dentures was stolen from the Smithsonian. Oh, that's cool. That's so, yes, I went a little bit of a George Washington rabbit hole while I was in the hospital. <laughs> well, if, the, if you didn't find out that he and Lafayette were... Um sharing a tent you didn't they go were, deep enough they were white so to speak um they were whitewashing <laughs> that so you know there was more about his teeth than anything else i got you. um okay, fair enough right so then we then belial of course decides he's gonna he's gonna win maria's heart um and he says you know what after his envy uh leads to almost injuring ken in a sparring match he's like screw this i'm gonna touch the plasma spark and harness the power of the plasma spark Right. Which is just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you want ultimate power. If all you're after is power, you go for anything that has power. I guess, but you got to think like, well, the plasma spark isn't evil. It's just too much. You can't. I don't <laughs> care that's... how great you think you are. Like, the, like you can't fly to the sun and... Absorb the sun. You don't know that. You haven't tried it. This is true. I, I, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I sit corrected. You're not wrong. I, guys, I take it back. If any of you have flown to the sun, have harnessed the power of the sun, and are now please let us know. Are now solar man or lady? Science or Patrol at Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. Drop us in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you're now some sort of galactic Superhero, super defender, let us know. Yeah, link us on LinkedIn, I guess. Uh, <laughs> drop us a note. Exactly. Yes. So, uh. yeah, the excess energy, of course, from the artificial sun almost burns Belial uh, alive as he proceeds to fight his own kind before exiting himself to one of the surrounding asteroids where right. uh, absolute Taurus shows up and introduces himself. And he's been the one who's been saying, uh, been like the voice in his head, like, don't you want more from yourself? Don't you think yeah. you're better don't, than this? And you do blah, need blah, more blah, power. Blah, 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 you know, like, of course. Now the first then, thing you think when you hear a dark evil voice in your head is 
you're going to get in set up. Does this sound like a setup to anybody else? Like <laughs> either no, that, no. or maybe I need to talk to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, are there ultra psychologists? Who knows? It could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. So like, but there's then, like, um, there's like a, there's like a, like a, you lie down on a couch and there's an ultra with a German accent. And he's like, so tell me about your ultra mother. You know, like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, but then Absolute Tartarus shows Belial his future, which yeah. we know because which we ain't great. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Tartarus also, says, even further on, somebody carries your head as a sword. So <laughs> <laughs> I was almost surprised that they didn't actually bring that in, but it I think it was filmed just as this the set was taking place i'm not yeah, sure but still you you know it would have been a nice little nod but i think that would have ruined the credulity of it like even at that point even if i'm like i could have ultimate power wait a minute my head's a sort you know what i'm done you guys i'm gonna retire <laughs> forget it forget it i'm gonna open a, uh, a friggin noodle shop and everything's gonna be fine this exactly is, had it with your people had it, had it. but tartarus says that he can change belial's fate as long as Belial will listen to him. And then right. he walks around, walks further, and we see all kinds of evil ultras. Yeah, uh, Ribatos, Judah, and Mold Spectre, Alien Bat, and Zet, apparently. The evil Zet, because they were all evil. They were oh, really yeah, okay. So, oh, and Zet is some sort of... This particular Zet is not Ultraman Zet, it's just Zet, and apparently he's some sort of um, he's some sort of alien Zitan, uh, artificial life form. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure. He is the main antagonist of the second stage show of 2000, excuse me, of 2016's Ultraman festival. Okay. Well, there you go. Now we know. <laughs> he is described as the one who will bring an end to everything as well as the embodiment of the end. He okay, made his sure. first on-screen appearance in Ultra Galaxy Fight. So he is his subtitle is the Space Fear Demon. Ooh. Yeah. You know, when you consider, like, I didn't even consider that, like, oh, there is more. Like, when they do these Ultraman stage shows, there are characters and stories that they come up with just for these Ultraman stage shows. Which kind of makes sense. I mean, I'm well, going to give him that. Not only they, does it make sense, but they're trying to fold it into the regular continuity. That's the oh, best of part. Of course. Of course. Like, and I'm good with that. I'm all right with that. Now, we're not going to know like, what's going guys, on. I'm like, No. The DVD, you can buy the DVDs of the stage shows, okay? Every year they have a new Put stage out a show. New DVD. And every year there's a DVD, and it's cheap. It's like 12 bucks. <sighs> um, ask me why I don't have it. Okay, why don't you have any? They're not subtitled. Ah. So while I'm sure they're neat, and again, if I could find, if literally if I wasn't paying to have them shipped from Japan, uh, like if I was somewhere and I found a couple of them. Right. You'd you know, might buy 10 them. bucks a piece or something. I might. I'm an idiot. Of course I'm going to buy them. <laughs> and, you know, subtitled or not, uh, that's something that we would end up watching um, regardless yeah, of... We saw that one stage show in black and white when they were introducing the original. Ultra yeah, the birth of Ultraman. That, yeah, which yeah. is finally available, subtitled, by the way, on uh, that Mill Creek Birth of Ultraman set. Oh, good God! <laughs> so we can we can revisit that at some time and actually know what's happening. That's nah, exciting. That's not important. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, you know, you know, for that day when we run out of content, which we're probably never going to do, <laughs> unless somehow Japan sinks yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna disappears stop. overnight <laughs> beneath the waves and conveniently when they've finished the series um because that would be the worst cliffhanger ever um yeah that's the most of our problems yeah um, that's the biggest part of the problem <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah that no we're, i told you we, if we did if we do a movie or an episode uh two episodes per one of our shows 10 years of content, and that yeah. was four years ago. I know. I know. That does not, you know what the sad thing is? That does not mean we only have six years of content left. <laughs> no, no, because they keep adding they more. Keep making stuff. 
yeah, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I think we, after our four years, we might be down to nine years now. <laughs> maybe, maybe if we get lucky. If we get uh, lucky, it's insane. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was like, this was this was a great episode of this. Um, I was like, holy moly, like there's so much going on. It's hard for me to keep track of everything that's going on, but I really? do like the fact that they keep putting the names of the ultras so I know who they are. That's super important. <laughs> that's super the duperty important because at least there's a chance you can keep track of what you're trying to keep track of. <laughs> and I'm scribbling stuff down as fast as I can because, yeah. okay, let's keep going. Yeah, you're like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, what a what a fine time to be an Ultraman fan because they're Absolutely. really, really, they're really Cranking stuff out. Just there, we're being spoiled. Honestly, let's be honest. Yes. We are being a little spoiled because it's just so much, so good. Uh, yeah, and so much fun. It really yeah. is. Uh, so speaking of being spoiled, let's get into Ultraman Leo episode twenty nine. Well, I don't uh, know that you're going to have time to do that. I got 20 minutes and 48 seconds, and this is not that great an episode that we need to go, go that, that deep far into? deep. Okay. Into it, I don't think. Okay. Japan Masterpiece Folklore Series, The Reunion of Fate, Dan and Anne. Um, now, my question on this one before we even start, how yeah. is it in Masterpiece Theater? Because this is just two people who fell in love, and now they're not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not nearly as uh, well versed in Japanese folklore as I ought to be. I guess. Um, okay, fair enough. But hey, <laughs> but, go ahead. but who cares? Um, uh, Ten twenty-five, nineteen seventy-four. Matsutaka Yamamoto is our director. Bunpei Ai is our screenplay, and Nobu Yajima is a special skill director. Viewer rating of ten point three. We broke okay. double digits. Whee! <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's the 29th episode of Ultraman Leo, uh, and it's the fourth of the seven-episode story arc of Japan Masterpiece Folklore Theater. Uh, Japan yes. Masterpiece Folklore Series. Um, the basic TV guide breakdown. Dan sees a woman who he believes to be his friend Anne, uh, but the Yoringa alien calls her mother. What is the connection? And is it actually Anne? Ta-da. So, yeah. So while they're playing some sort of smooshing game, um, Momoko notices that there's a boy watching them and uh, she invites him to join them. But after a while he runs off and exhibits great strength in their game because he gets, starts freaking out that they're crushing him. And, right. Uh, then, then he decides he, to push them all into a wall and psychically them all. Right. And he does that with one of the greatest battle cries in cinematic history. God. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that, that was is, too much. That, that too is much. The, the, <laughs> that is the extent of this kid's dialogue, other than calling out mom. Yes. Is yes. he just goes and then he rubs under his nose and weird psychic things happen. Right? So uh, Mac so the best is Toru and his sister are both like we think that he's an alien. And Momoko's like, I don't know if that's true. And he's, he looks at her with a face like, have you been watching the last 28 episodes? Yeah. Where have you been? By any <laughs> chance that there's more aliens on this planet than there are humans at this point? Uh, good um, Lord. Yeah. So Toru chases him. Um, and Mac gets wind of the situation. And Dan and Gen head to the scene. Uh, they catch in up that, to Toru. I love that Mac vehicle. Every time we see it, oh, it's yep. so nuts. This is the first time I looked at it, and when I think it's made out of a Jeep. Yes. Yes, yeah. it's absolutely made out of a Jeep. They just yeah. Because they showed the full side view of the thing, and you're like, yeah, oh, and that's a Jeep with stuff added. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm good yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. But like for the longest time, I was like, what did they build that thing out of? It's amazing. Yeah. Um, what I didn't understand is you notice there's a spot on the when they're driving under the windscreen that's just uh, kind of capsule shaped but elongated, yeah, and it's just open. It's just like a vent. 
because what they probably did is when they put all the stuff, I mean, it was the wipers off. Maybe that's where the wipers yeah. go. Well, I not think, just yeah. that, but you got to remember the jeeps used to have the removable front that the, the shield could fall straight down. Yeah, yeah. And they may not have actually secured it, so sometimes they may be putting the screen down to actually shoot the series. That's why no, you never see the is, thing in the rain. That's yeah, that's true. That and the fact that that a lot of that might be paper mache. Um, but <laughs> I don't think the screen. Well, they might do that. Pre, they might do that sometimes. But this is you can see through the windscreen. But there's an empty spot at the bottom, and I think now that I think about it, that, might be where the windshield wipers go. Might have been. Might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Solve that problem. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> see you next week. Um, so they catch up to Toru, and uh, Gen goes to check on the other. While Dan. While Dan, the guy with the crutch, chases yep. after the kid whose parent seems to be running very well by himself. Yes. Yeah. That made no sense. Yeah. How are you going to run? At, why don't you get Gen to run after the kid? Because Gen's younger and doesn't have a crutch. And you go check on the kids that aren't moving because well, you are hobbled. A, that's right. I, I, now, I, I understand that plot-wise, they have to do it so that he can see Anne. Because if Gen ran into Anne, he'd be like, yeah, there's a real fine-looking lady uh, dressed up in a kimono who claims to be his mother. Um, but it wouldn't have the 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 effect of... Right, like, the oh pulling God, of the heartstrings. Is it Anne Yuri from Ultra 7? Oh, my God, exactly. you know? Exactly. Um, so uh, then they start to have, like, a psychic fight, which is pretty great. Um, and uh, what, what I love about it is every time the kid does that... and. Uh -huh. uh, you know something's just, coming. There's just like <laughs> bicycles flying into the air. <laughs> like, and now, to, to show so the, the time, you get to see all of the strings pulling everything up. And I'm sitting there going, you know what? All right. I've seen more. Yeah, whatever. Look, I, you guys, you guys are <laughs> you're doing whatever you can do at this point. Like, exactly. I, half the time, I didn't know if they were ropes pulling the stuff up or just all the high, like the telephone wires and stuff. Because they seem to do it every time at an intersection where there was wires going across. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess that's a bright idea. Like, yeah, you know, those are the phone wires. And you're like, okay. I'm sure. Let you have that. That's pretty slick. <laughs> sure. Sure. Why not? Work. Yeah. <coughs> I'm not going to complain. Uh... So then Dan sees this woman that the kid runs to and calls mother. And he recognized her as Ann Yuri, his love interest from Ultra 7. Um, he then finds himself somehow in a field. That was in Headspace. I figured that out right bell. away. That and he was, asked no, the woman, if, yeah, I guess. No, it was um, because 10 seconds later, after he figures it out, he just wakes up out of the Headspace and says, Oh, oh okay. yeah, the street, right? Ah, we're keeping him hey, awake. We'll, we'll buy that. <laughs> oh, guys, it's podcasting is exhausting at this point um <laughs> and he's like are you Anne?" and she's like nope and then they run off and he finds himself back in the street right, so dan goes right. to meet the woman uh and in a snazzy in a, 70s suit oh my good. god <laughs> dan moraboshi kind of a dick cleans up nice um yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so uh he then gets a call saying that the boy is causing more trouble in town this kid like lights up an amusement park. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was Not more impressed that he. I was more impressed that he actually caused the tracks on the roller coaster to catch fire. That's that was cool. That is some that psychic cool. power right there. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and yes, that miniature roller coaster that they used was good was excellent. I was yeah. the miniatures they used for this for this Ferris yeah. wheel for the little spinny thing. Yeah. they were actually rather good. I'll yeah. give them that. When they were spinning the Ferris wheel real, real fast, were you hoping that there was going to be a shot of people in the inside going like, ah! like <laughs> I knew it wasn't like going to happen. up against the floor. <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to happen because I knew it was a miniature, but at least looked effective as a miniature. Yeah. Well, I mean, you cut to a real Ferris wheel with, or just, you know, any, like one real Ferris wheel car. Budget. <laughs> Where are we going to get a Ferris wheel in Japan? Oh my God. It's, it's the land of no uh. amusement parks. <laughs> so uh, they, they have another psychic battle. Dan collapses 
and Gen fires at the boy, but the captain jumps in the way. I kind of think Gen's uh, trying to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Work out some uh, hidden aggression and just shoot stands. <laughs> like that's for all the times you hit me with rocks. <laughs> for the time you almost ran me over in a jeep. Bang! Exactly. All the time you did. You know, you built that giant this silver robot, robot with a meat with tenderizer on it. <laughs> you tried to kill me with it <laughs> to teach me a lesson. Bang! And what's great is most of the time when they're shooting the the guns, the Mac guns. They're super highly explosive. Yes, right? of course they are. Of this course time, they are. it just hits, it gives Dan a gut shot, and he's like, So, Gen and the lady rush over to him. The woman explains she has adopted the kid, but he's an alien orphan who's a troublemaker. Then she's knocked out because the kid hits her with a rock. Of and course. he transforms into his monster form, Uringa. Um, Uringa de Bell. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so again, of course, transforms as well. Now the Uringa monster is not terrible. No, I mean, it wasn't a it's terrible goofy looking, but oh yeah. But the fact that he had eye lasers and ear zappers, he was an actually rather effective monster, and he was able to yeah. shoot those spikes on his body somehow. Yeah, and they blow up a bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. And um, they used the miniatures during the battle they used the miniatures well because you get to yeah. him controlling miniatures as a and giant yeah and he's psychically causing like giant oil containers to fly into buildings into like buildings, which is fantastic and yeah good up. stuff yeah That's great. Uh, it, it's a pretty good fight um and uh so and then, then leo uh, realizes leo manages to, to shrink him somehow I don't well, no, what how. happens is he has he realizes he has to try to do something as he's preparing his telekinesis. Oh, yeah. Somehow creates a robe out of thin air, puts oh, the yeah, robe right. on, onto Yoringa, and it <laughs> calms him down so yeah. he can become just a regular boy because yeah. he's the Hulk, obviously. It's the ultra-weighted blanket. Here's the thing. <laughs> Well, the only thing I didn't like is how come the alien monster, when he was doing his psychic things, didn't have to go, yeah! You know, like, <laughs> continuity, people. Continuity. We're not asking for a lot. We're not asking yeah. for a lot. <sighs> so then uh, the child runs over to the woman who's putting a uh, handkerchief on Dan's wound. He awakens as the two walk off and watches as Ultraman Leo takes them both to space. Right, and then we realize that the woman did heal Dan because she still somewhat cares for him. Yeah, well, no, I think she's just an alien. I don't think oh. that just kind of looks like her. I don't think it was actually Ann Yuri, but okay. uh, we'll never know. Um, nope, nope. Let's also talk about the fact that uh, how was this the first uh, the first time in an episode of Ultra of any Ultra series where you just wanted. Dan Moriboshi to kick the living crap out of a child. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I hated that kid so much. <laughs> Just, I was like, like you, you said, know what? that noise he made was oh. so annoying. Just the worst. If you if you've ever seen the movie Dumb and Dumber, I have a million, and, million times. Yes, yeah. when he's like, "Hey, you want to hear an annoying sound?" He's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Meh." Yeah. Like, That's <laughs> very similar. Yes, it certainly oh, is. Yes, anyway, it certainly is. Let's get to our our uh, Uringa. Uringa de Bell. Um, I did. Oh. Um, <laughs> he's 60 meters tall, 39,000 tons. His home world is unknown. Strange. Sure, not, sure. Not Uringa? Why not? Uringa. That's usually where they are from. You would think. Um, he is uh, affiliated with Ann Uri. But is of it course, really Ann Yuri? It's in quotes. Um, his his uh, last and only appearance, Japan Masterpiece Folklore Series, Reunion of Fate, uh, Dan and Ann. Um, yeah. Now, I don't even want this kid in the also range. No. Don't, no. Don't do it. The, the monster part of him, you could see. Because he yeah. was an effective monster. But the fact that I don't that want this grown-up turd. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want him. I don't. Fair want him. enough. Fair but enough. Even Bach is saying no, no, no. No, you're no, good. Thanks. Nonsense. We saw you. That's all we have to see. Yeah. Bye. No. The, the, here's another idea of having an 
the also ran villains, right? Is that they they get together to menace Ultraman Shecky or whoever our Ultraman is at this point, right? So they're all together, right? They're finally gonna make their big they're big like we're gonna finally kick an Ultraman's butt after all right. it's been after all the injustice in years that we've had to, <laughs> you know, that we've had beaten. to suffer, blah 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 blah, right? And there's, you know, six or eight of them, and they're all like standing in the city and like they're all, you know, cracking their knuckles and adjusting their heads and whatnot. And the Ultraman Shrekky's like, okay, you know, you know, even eight of these morons is a lot to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the real big bad of the series comes in and just kills them all in one shot. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Just comes that in would... and just, like uppercuts their heads off. Like, just, like <laughs> <laughs> All at once, wing, wing, yeah. wing, wing. <laughs> yeah, he just makes quick like, and like rock and sock and robots that go, you know, like, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's Fair that's enough. a fitting end for that. And then Box like, oh, nobody saw that coming. Well, I'm off, you guys. Thank you. you know, like, Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, uh, uh, entertained? No. Baffled? Yes. Yeah, very uh, much so. Very much so. Did not like this episode, but you know what? I, I, we're just getting through Leo at this point. Like you said, the only question I can ever ask is, am I entertained? Not on this one. Not, yeah, okay. this one was not super entertaining until he turned into the giant, until he yeah. turned into the giant monster. And that was kind of entertaining. I enjoyed the fact that the monster was throwing spikes off his body and they had these giant, like, Upholstered spikes going into the, oh. <laughs> the same upholstered spike because you couldn't oh, yes. have more than one of those things and get yeah. constantly oh, rolling yes. away from the oh, one yes. spike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good times because you know there was like a crew of like six guys just holding it up going Hoop-a, and like just dipping it towards them. Like, yep, yep. yep. It's like the week before, a couple weeks before, there was a stagehand with like two big long vampire spikes just on a like on a rod like, yeah. <laughs> you got less than five minutes we got to wrap up my friend yeah no, we're all right um so yeah that is about it for this week's episode of the science patrol rate review subscribe do all the things and uh and before you close out i just want to remind everybody that the suicide prevention hotline number is 1-800-273-8255 Someone is listening. Someone, Someone is always listening. there. Uh, and yeah, that's it. So we'll see you guys in another week with the finale of Ultraman set. Don't get excited. We got waves to go before the end of Ultraman. Oh, yeah. huh. I know. Wow. I know. So many. 24 more episodes. <laughs> 24 more episodes. It's, awful. it's like having another season of something. I know. I know. Oh. It's bad, but we'll it's, get through it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we've already know what we're going to do um, uh, for our retros starting uh, very soon. Um, so we may we may we may be putting Leo on a little bit of a back burner just because, um, or it depends on what's going to be released when when the new anime series is coming out. Um, right, right. When we can get a hold of the Ultraman Taiga movie. Forgot about that, didn't you? Yes. I did. I did. Yes, comes out uh, next Thursday on Blu-ray in oh, Japan. So that might not take a little yet. while to get to us. Yeah. I, they, well, they don't even have uh, Mill Creek has not announced that they are releasing that or um, what was the last one? Uh, Taiga and uh, or this or Zet. But because their deal was struck before these were, you know, Taiga was in production. I gotcha. uh, the current thinking is, yeah, they're going to do it eventually. So okay. let not your heart be troubled, everyone. Ooh, and you, when you get to three minutes, it turns red. And when you get to five minutes, that's why I gave oh, you the five. five oh, nice. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> that's it, guys. Great review. Subscribe. And uh, we will see you all again in a week. And on behalf of the Science Patrol, I'm Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rudy. Sally Ford. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bob. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. 
The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for The Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast.